and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine and I am your host uh, reading for you today from uh, 1 Corinthians. We are episode 28.5 and this is chapter 7 that we're doing today and uh, it looks like uh, Paul is giving instructions on marriage. Uh, so it's a little long but uh, it's got some interesting things to say about marriage and being single and not being single. So um, uh, so that's basically an overview of what today is about. Sorry about that. <clears throat> so, um, uh, I, since it is a bit long, I'm going to go ahead and, um, open us up in prayer and then, uh, we'll dive right into it. So, <clears throat> Holy God, Heavenly Father, we come to your throne so humble because you are almighty God, Alpha and Omega. We are so grateful that you are taking care of things and taking care of us. And um, you provide for us everything that we need. You know it before we even think the, the words in our head, what, what it is that we need. So Lord, we thank you for all that you've provided for us um, in, in our daily needs. <clears throat> We especially thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus. We thank you for his sacrifice on the cross, Lord, and we are so grateful that you loved us so much that you sent him here to cover all of our sins. So, Lord, we just are eternally grateful for our salvation and the promise of heaven and eternal life through Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you for those who are here today listening, uh, whether it's morning, noon, or night. We just are uh, thankful for those uh, who are uh, continuing on this journey with us. I pray blessings over every person out there who has uh, listened and is supporting us. Um, and uh, just put a covering over this um, time in your word. Burn it on our hearts, Lord. Help us to understand what it is that you want us to understand in these daily readings. Uh, help us to receive it uh, with open hearts, open minds. Empty us of ourselves, empty us of the world, clear our minds, clear our hearts, so we can be in one with you. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. <clears throat> Let us say the words you want us to say, and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we are going to do chapter 7. This is episode 28.5. Uh, Jeremiah will be with us on Friday, so uh, that'll be a good day, a wonderful day of fellowship with him a little bit, and uh, we'll do a little chit-chat and some reading and do what we do. <clears throat> All right. Got to put my readers on. <clears throat> Instructions on marriage. Now, regarding the questions you asked in your letter, yes, it is good to abstain from sexual relations, but because there is so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband. <clears throat> the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband and the husband gives authority over his body to his wife. Do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time so you can give yourselves more completely to prayer. Afterward, you should come together again so that Satan won't be able to tempt you 
because of your lack of self-control. <clears throat> I say this as a concession, not as a command. But I wish everyone were single just as I am. Yet each person has a special gift from God of one kind or another. So I say to those who aren't married and to widows, it's better to stay unmarried just as I am. But if they can't control themselves, they should go ahead and marry. It's better, it's better to marry than to burn with lust. But for those who are married, I have a command that comes not from me, but from the Lord. <clears throat> a wife must not leave her husband, but if she does leave him, let her remain single or else be reconciled to him. And the husband must not leave his wife. <clears throat> now I will speak to the rest of you, though I do not have a direct command from the Lord. If a fellow believer has a wife who is not a believer and she is willing to continue living with him, he must not leave her. And if a believing woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to continue living with her, she must not leave him. For the believing wife brings holiness to her marriage and the believing husband brings holiness to his marriage. Otherwise, your children would not be holy, but now they are holy. But if the husband or wife who isn't a believer insists on leaving, let them go. In such cases, the believing husband or wife is no longer bound to the other. For God has called you to live in peace. Don't you wives realize that your husbands might be saved because of you? And don't you husbands realize that your wives might be saved because of you? Each of you should continue to live in whatever situation the Lord has placed you and remain as you were when God first called you. <clears throat> this is my rule for all the churches. For instance, a man who was circumcised before he became a believer should not try to reverse it. And the man who was uncircumcised when he became a believer should not be circumcised now. For it makes no difference whether or not a man has been circumcised. The important thing is to keep God's commandments. Yet each of you should remain as you were when God called you. Are you a slave? Don't let that worry you, but if you get a chance to be free, take it. And remember, if you were a slave when the Lord called you, you are now free in the Lord. And if you were free when the Lord called you, you are now a slave of Christ. God paid a price for you, so don't be enslaved by the world. Each of you, dear brothers and sisters, should remain as you were when God first called you. Now, regarding your question about the young women who are not yet married, I do not have a command from the Lord for them. But the Lord in his mercy has given me wisdom that can be trusted, and I will share it with you. Because of the present crisis, I think it is best to remain as you are. If you have a wife, do not seek to end the marriage. If you do not have a wife, do not seek to get married. But if you do get married, it is not a sin. And if a young woman gets married, it is not a sin. However, those who get married at this time will have troubles, and I am trying to spare you those problems. But let me say this, dear brothers and sisters. The time that remains is very short. So from now on, those with wives should not focus on those with wives should not focus only on their marriage. Those who weep or who rejoice or who buy things should not be absorbed by their weeping or their joy or their possessions. Those who use the things of the world should not become attached to them, for this world as we know it will soon pass. <clears throat> and underline that.
I want you to be free from the concerns of this life. An unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work and thinking how to please him. But a married man has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. His interests are divided. In the same way, a woman who is no longer married or has never been married can be devoted to the Lord and holy in body and spirit. But a married woman has to think about her earthly responsibilities and how to please her husband. I am saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as many, I'm sorry, with as few distractions as possible. Sorry. But if a man thinks that he is treating his fiance improperly and will inevitably give in to his passion, let him marry her as he wishes. It is not a sin. But if he has decided firmly not to marry and there is no urgency and he can control his passion, he does well not to marry. So the person who marries his fiance does well and the person who doesn't, doesn't marry does even better. A wife is bound to her husband as long as he lives. If her husband dies, she is free to marry anyone she wishes, but only if he loves the Lord. But in my opinion, it would be better for her to stay single, and I think I am giving you counsel from God's Spirit when I say this. <clears throat> All right. Well, that was a lot. Um, I didn't underline a lot in the beginning. Um, the, I only did the one verse. Uh it is good to be to abstain from sexual relations, but because there is so much sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman should have her own husband. Um, that's pretty cut clear to me. Um, you know, I think God knows uh, our weaknesses, and so He's saying, you know, get married, basically. So I think that's kind of important. I think many churches uh, encourage that. Uh, if you can't stay single and abstain, then then you should find yourself a husband or wife. Um, then I moved on to eight. So I say to those who aren't married and to widows, it's better to stay unmarried just as I am. But if you can't control yourselves, then go ahead and get married. It's better to marry than to burn with lust. Um, I think what he's saying here is basically that you don't want any distractions from serving God. So you need to decide how you are best going to serve God. And that says that kind of towards the end. <clears throat> A wife must not leave her husband, but if she does leave him, let her remain single or else, she, he, or else be reconciled to him. And the husband must not leave his wife. That's, I guess that's and dry too you know and if a believer i'm sorry 13 and if a believing woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to continue living with her she must not leave him for the believing wife brings holiness to her marriage and the believing husband brings holiness to his marriage i thought that was very pertinent um and then um but if the husband or wife who isn't a believer insists on leaving, let them go. In such cases, the believing husband or wife is no longer bound to the other, for God has called you to live in peace. You can't stop somebody from going, I guess is what it's saying here. Uh, don't you wives realize that your husbands might be saved because of you? That is true. 
And don't you husbands realize that your wives might be saved because of you. So you're, you're trying to be a good witness, I think, is what he's saying here. I put stars next to all that. Each of you should continue to live in whatever situation the Lord has placed you and remain as you were when God first called you. Um, I don't think he's saying to staying in an abusive relationship. I don't think that that's what's going on here. Um, but, you know, I think you you pray and put it all in God's hands. And God will, will uh, guide you in the right direction as to what you need to do. Um, but I don't think that that's, if anybody's thinking that out there. Um, <clears throat> but I think that he does want you to be a good witness to the person that you uh, are married to. Uh, down into uh, 19. For if it makes no difference whether or not a man has been circumcised. Oh, oh, he's talking about uh, being circumcised before. Don't, you know, don't try to fix it. And if you are uh, circumcised, you don't have to get circumcised because... It makes no difference whether or not you've been circumcised. The important thing is to keep God's commandments. Um, and then I went down into uh, 22. And if you were free when the Lord called you, you are now a slave of Christ. I thought that was pretty important. To, you know, I just thought that was a cool verse. God's paid a high price for you, so don't be enslaved by the world. Each of you, dear brothers and sisters, should remain as you were when God first called you. Um, I highlighted all of that. Now, regarding your question about the young women who are not yet married, I highlighted that. Um, but the Lord in his mercy has given me wisdom that can be trusted, and I will share it with you. It's not a command from the Lord for them, but in his mercy he has given him wisdom. Um I don't know what the crisis was because of the present crisis. I think it is best to remain as you are. Um, I guess the crisis of, if you go back to the first, um, yeah, because there is so much sexual immorality apparently going on in Corinth. Um, so I guess that's the present crisis. Um, it is best to remain as you are. If you have a wife, do not seek to end the marriage. If you do not have a wife, don't seek to get married. Um, and then I went down into 31, and I actually stopped reading for a second to underline this. Those who use the things of this world should not become attached to them, for this world as we know it will soon pass away. I think he's talking about people who are distracted by worldly things. And, uh, you know, like he's saying, you can't take it with you. So, and I, you know, I'm not perfect. I, I, you know, you want to buy stuff that's, you know, because it makes your life easier or it's pretty or whatever, you know, I'm there with you. I do it, but don't get too attached to it because you can't take it with you. <clears throat> um, I underlined 32. I want you to be free from the concerns of this life. Uh, and then into 33, but a married man has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. Oh, so an, an unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work, but a married man is preoccupied. So a little bit of distraction because you're trying to take care of your, your wife and your family, whereas a single person uh, can devote uh, their attention to God. And I think the same as, you know, wife, you know, you're, you're busy wife and mother, you're taking care of the kids and the house and da, da, da. so, you know, you're a little distracted. Um, 
And I'm saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. This is in 35. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord best with as few distractions as possible. I think that's important. And then at the very end, I underline 39 uh, and 40. A wife is bound to her husband as long as he lives. If her husband dies, she is free to marry anyone she wishes, but only if he loves the Lord. That was like number one on my um, list of attributes I was looking for, uh, that, you know, godly attributes. Um, but in my opinion, it would be better for her to stay single. And I think I am giving you counsel from the God, from God's spirit when I say this. So he definitely felt like God was leading this entire letter to the Corinthians um, in order to be faithful to God and to be focused on him. He's saying, stay single. Uh, if you can, so, and I've heard that before in other verse, uh, chapters and other books, so, all right, well, that was uh, interesting, a lot of good stuff, as always, about being married and not being married, and, you know, I, I think you have to pray about it, I think you have to pray about what God uh, has for you, uh, there was something somebody gave me a long time ago, if I can find it, I'll, I'll read it to you, it's a little long, but it's uh, God's plan for your mate, and what I, what I remember most about this is that um, God will choose your uh, partner, your life, you know, your wife or husband. Uh, he will choose that person for you only when you're ready. And I think when you're ready and have a good relationship with God, yeah, I think that's when he does it. Um, so, you know, I think you got to get right with God and in the right spirit and focused on what he, his plans are for you. Um, so you got to have a good relationship with him and then I think he'll send the right person for you. So anybody who's out there who's single, um, but that's my own little thing. I thought it was kind of interesting. A friend of mine gave me that little paper. So, so in getting right with God, uh, you know, accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that's very, that's the first step. You have to make a decision to become a follower, a believer uh, in Christ, that he was your Lord and Savior and he died on the cross for your sins. So uh, I will lead you in that prayer uh, in this moment. And um, if you're a believer, go ahead and say it with us if you want. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you have to accept Jesus into your heart. There, like I keep saying, there's only one space for that's empty, and only Jesus can fill it. And when he does, oh my gosh, it's like a whole new life, a whole new world. I'm not saying it's a perfect world. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's not perfect. You're still going to have trials and tribulations, but uh, it's definitely better with Jesus because God's in control, you know? So when, anyway, let's pray. <clears throat> Holy God. Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect, and no, I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. It's his perfect and spotless blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him into my life as my Lord and Savior, into my heart, and I will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and yay. Uh, mark it in your Bible. Uh, I haven't done this in a while, so this is your daily walk Bible, New Living Translation. This is the one that we use. 
uh, feel free to pick it up at any bookstore or online, however you get your um, reading materials. Uh, but check off today and mark today's date, whatever that might be. Um, we are in Holy Week right now, so giving your life to the Lord is a perfect time to do it right this week. Uh, I do know that um, that uh, the enemy is out there and he is prowling. And boy, does he like to just mix things up during Holy Week. So uh, I've experienced it myself firsthand um, this week. So <laughs> just to say, uh, it's amazing how you, but you have to identify it. Uh, so anyway, but if you did say, uh, say the, the prayer and accepted Jesus into your heart, into your life, um, communicate with a pastor or uh, some person in the church, get to a church and uh, start to navigate your new life in Christ. So that's all for today. Uh, I'm so glad that you're able to, um, to join us, to join me. Uh, to, uh, tomorrow we will be with Jeremiah. And so um, starting uh, 29, we are in episode 29.1, which is, oh my gosh, can you believe that? So uh, that's like almost 90 episodes that we've done. That's a lot. That's a lot of episodes. So anyway, uh, so thank you again for joining me. Uh, whatever time it is that you are joining me, morning, noon, night, uh, I pray you have a blessed day and uh, I will see you tomorrow. Take care.